Hi, I'm Brett Robinson. Welcome to the Redeeming Hope Podcast, where we share biblical truths that'll give you real hope. What is real hope? It's a hope that is relevant, energizing, authentic, and linked to Jesus. So as I was thinking about this hope and how we know that we have this godly hope in our lives, I began to ponder and think about what are the biblical signs that we can look for that show us that we are operating in a God-given hope and that we've really taken a hold of that vision, taken a hold of the hope that God has for us. So here's a couple that I observed in Scripture, and I'm sure there are more. But um, let's talk about these ones. So the first one is communication. A change in the style and the character of our communication is a sign that we've gotten a hold of a godly hope or vision. And a great example of this is the woman at the well. Jesus came and spoke to her and she wrestled through these ideas and truths that Jesus was presenting to her but all of a sudden when her faith ignited and she got it and she realized that Jesus was the Messiah and that he wanted to give her this living water well something radical happened she got so excited she couldn't wait to tell someone as a matter of fact she went racing off to begin to tell everyone in the town about this man, Jesus, that she had met and who Jesus was and how Jesus had changed her heart and given her a new hope and a new vision for her life and what Jesus could do for them as well. So the first primary sign that you've taken a hold of a vision is it changes your communication. And maybe you have been around someone who's gotten really excited about uh, a new vision, a new interest, a new hobby, a new sport, or hopefully gotten really excited about Jesus. And you go, oh my word, this person doesn't even sound the same anymore, uh, listening to the way they talk. Uh, my daughter, Angie, had a friend at school who, while they were together for a while, this, um, this friend didn't know Jesus. And recently, praise the Lord, this uh, person came to know Jesus. And Angie said, Wow, they even sound different. The way they're talking about God and life and about their, the hope and vision they have for their life, they sound completely different. So the first primary sign is that it changes our communication. The next sign that we've gotten a hold of a true hope, a godly hope, is you're willing to sacrifice whatever you need to to achieve your new vision, your new goal. And do you know that if someone says they are hopeful, but you don't see any signs of any kind of sacrifice in their life, well, then they haven't actually really gotten a hold of it yet. Maybe they are interested, maybe they're getting a bit excited, um, but it's not until we begin to make a sacrifice that we can say that hope has really gotten a hold of us. So let me give you an example. It doesn't actually matter what it is. If you really got a vision for something or a hope for something in your life, um, the first thing that happens is it changes A, how you spend your time, and B, how you spend your money. (laughs) 
So you know if someone gets excited about something, and I'm sure you can relate to this in your own life. Maybe you've got a, a new sport or interest or a hobby, for example, and you got really excited about it. Well, what did it change? It changed how you began to spend your time and how you spent your money. And Jesus spoke about this as well. So he told the story um, about a man who discovered a treasure buried in a field. And you know what the man did in this parable? He sold all that he had in order to get the money he needed to buy the field. So what he did? He made a sacrifice. He sold all that he had so that he could purchase the field, so that he could get the treasure inside that field. Here's another example of uh, a man in Scripture, Joshua, who uh, illustrates this point. When Joshua was being mentored and discipled by Moses, um, the Scripture tells us that even after Moses left the tent of meeting where they met with God, that Joshua remained behind in the presence of God. He remained in the presence of God. So it was because he was getting a hope and a vision and it changed how he spent his time. So if we have a hope, a God-given hope, it's going to change how we spend our time and how and where we invest our money. Um, at some point, God's going to challenge your heart to begin to sow into the kingdom of God, even financially. So I'm going to leave it over there. Let's talk about the next one. Another sign that you've gotten a hold of a God-given vision is that you have left things behind in order to pursue this vision. And a great example, of course, is when Jesus calls the disciples. They're busy doing other things. Matthew was a tax collector. Um, some of them were fishermen, and Jesus called out and said, Come follow me. And what did they do? They left behind their previous way of life, and they turned and they followed Jesus. They made a sacrifice. They left something behind that was familiar and safe for them. And they chose to follow Jesus. The next sign that you've gotten a hold of a God-given hope, a God-given vision, is you ally yourself with those who have the same vision. And it's funny how this happens in life. You know, if you see someone who has never surfed before and all of a sudden they get excited about surfing, well, what happens? They start hanging around people who are surfers. You find someone who maybe discovers the joy of riding a motorbike and they buy themselves a Harley Davidson. Well, what happens? All of a sudden, they're spending time on forums with other people who ride Harley Davidsons and maybe they get together with other bikers and they're starting rides together and you get my point. You ally yourself with those who have the same vision. And when you have a God-given vision, man, you're going to want to be around those who are sold out for God as you are, so that you can talk God and talk Scripture and get excited and share hearts together and encourage each other. The next sign that you've gotten hold of a God-given vision is it changes your frame of reference. Uh, let me give you some examples. So going back to some of those sporting interests, you know, if 
There was a time in my life where actually I lived up in Joburg, but after my schooling was done, I moved down to Jeffreys Bay with my family, and uh, I think you can guess what happened next. Well, my brother and I, we started surfing. And all of a sudden, our lives were before we started surfing and after we started surfing. <laughs> it changed our frame of reference. Uh, here's another example. So there was a time, of course, in my life when I was single, but then I met this wonderful, amazing lady. Her name was Janine, and um, I married Janine, and guess what? There was my life before Janine and my life after Janine. There was a time when um, after Janine and I had been married for a couple of years, um, we had children. Guess what? It changed my frame of reference. There was my life before I had children, and then there was my life after children, and it's never been the same again. A blessing for sure. <laughs> there was a time before I started my own business, and I was a student, and I did various jobs and worked for other people, and then I started my own business, changed my frame of reference. He has a funny one that my family will laugh about, but there was a time in my life where I knew nothing about kombucha. And for those of you who don't even know what kombucha is, it's this delicious, refreshing, and really healthy drink. And I found out about kombucha, and I tasted it, and I got really intrigued, and it wasn't long before I started making it for myself. And my family will tell you that I went through all the phases that I've just mentioned, and they talk about the primary signs that you've gotten hold of a vision. Because I couldn't wait to tell people, I sacrificed a number of things in order to find out more and to get all the things that I needed to start making it for myself. Um, I left certain things behind and stopped drinking certain things in order to start drinking this new, wonderful, refreshing uh, beverage. I allied myself with other people who had the same vision. <laughs> and you can guess it, it changed my frame of reference. My life before I drank kombucha, my life after I drank, I started drinking uh, kombucha. When we come to Jesus and we understand his love for us, we understand his plan and purpose for us, it changes our frame of reference. When we begin to understand the promises of God for us in different areas of our lives, in our health, in our wealth, in our relationships, it changes our frame of reference. I'm going to speak to you about the next one. The next um, sign is you're not deterred by the cuts and scrapes on the way to achieve your vision. I remember as a youngster learning to uh, play tennis and uh, the more invested I became and the more determined I became not to miss a shot. Man, there was no length I wasn't willing to go to, including diving on the tennis court to get that shot. That, that shot. And there were some cuts and scrapes along the way. Then I became passionate about skateboarding. And you can guess what happened. Next thing I was going down longer and steeper and smoother roads and I was going down skateboard ramps and uh, there were some cuts and scrapes along the way. And this kind of happens with us in life as well, even as believers. And I'd like to read a scripture that talks about that. And I'm going to read for you from Proverbs 24, 16 in the Passion Translation, and it reads, For the lovers of God may suffer adversity and stumble seven times, but they will continue to rise over and over again. But the unrighteous are brought down by just one calamity and will never be able to rise again. 
So the lovers of God may suffer adversity and stumble seven times, but they will continue to rise over and over again. And friends, as we seek to follow God with all of our hearts and to grab a hold of the hope that he has for us and to follow him, we're going to get some cuts and scrapes because we don't know it all and we are getting better and growing in our understanding as we follow Jesus. But the sign of a righteous man, a righteous woman, a lover of God, is they will continue to rise over and over again. A sign that we've really grabbed a hold of the hope that God gives us is we have determination and we are willing to persevere even through those difficult times. And I want to encourage you by saying, let the setbacks in your life become a set up to refine your vision and make you stronger, not discourage you, discourage you and, and cause you to, to, to give up. I'll give you an example. When I moved to Jeffrey's Bay and Greg and I, my, my boot and I, we started uh, learning to surf in small waves. But as we became more excited and our, um, uh, our friends were uh, egging us on to try and get out in bigger surf, one day the, the big surf arrived. And we paddled out and, man, we weren't ready for it, but we were so excited and we were so determined. And we spent about 98% of our energy and determination in actually just paddling out through the surf to get to the back line to catch the wave. And I think we probably each caught one wave and then we exhausted and came in. <laughs> That's what happened the first time. But you know what? It refined our vision and made us realize, hey, we've got to get fitter. And we got to get stronger in order to catch the bigger and the better waves. And so we started surfing more often and we became more aware of our, our fitness. And as our uh, consistency uh, grew in our surfing and we started exercising more frequently and surfing more frequently, we became stronger and it became easier and easier to paddle out into the big waves. And of course, we then were able to catch more. And you can imagine there were great surf stories to tell as a result. But it takes effort. It takes determination. Um, we've got two more points and then we're going to be done today. The next sign that we've taken a hold of hope is it changes you. Uh, let me give you three examples from scripture. When God was speaking with Abram in Genesis 17 and he gave him the promise um, that he was going to have a son, the son of promise, Isaac. God changed his name from Abram to Abraham. He changed his wife's name from Sarai to Sarah. And in the New Testament, God changed Saul's name to Paul. Now, I'm not telling you all that you have to do now go and change your name. But this is pointing to a change of identity. And a true a sign that we have grabbed a hold of, the truth of God's word, a vision of the plan and purpose that God has for us, that we have grabbed of a hold of the hope that God has for us, is that it changes you. It changes your identity. You're not the same person anymore. Even the way you refer to yourself changes. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if any man is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have been made 
new. And here's our final point for today's podcast that uh, shows us that you've grabbed a hold of this new hope. It's that you are fully immersed in your new vision. And the example for this is set by Jesus himself. When John was baptizing people, even Jesus went to the river Jordan to be baptized by John. What does that baptism talk, talk about? It talks about a full immersion. It talks about a new day arriving. It talks about the old being done away with and new life coming forth. And it didn't end with John the Baptist and it didn't end with Jesus. Jesus commanded his own disciples to continue and to baptize those who would be saved as they ministered the gospel. So a sign that we've taken hold of the hope that God has given us is that we are fully immersed in it. It changes our identity. It changes our view of life, our view of ourselves, our our view of the future that God has in store for us. Well, I hope these signs both encouraged you and challenged you as well. Because if we're going to grab a hold of the hope that God has for us, the reality is we're not going to do it without being challenged. And it's going to cost each and every one of us. In fact, it's going to cost you everything. But the beauty of it is this, that we didn't really have that much to give anyway. We gain the world. We we gain eternity when we come to Jesus. What Jesus gives us is of far greater value than anything that we have to offer. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, we thank you for this word. We thank you, Lord, for the faith and hope that you give us, Lord, that is of greater worth than gold, Lord Jesus. We thank you that as we pursue you, as we pursue the vision that you have for us, Lord Jesus, that you give us the strength, the determination, the perseverance that we need, Lord, to fight the good fight of faith. I pray that you would strengthen all those listening to this word, Father God, and encourage them in their faith in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for tuning in. I pray that the message of God's word will build your faith and develop a hope that is so strong it's like an anchor for your soul. Go ahead and subscribe and why not share the message with a friend.